This episode is brought to you by Traveling Psychology Girl, where we declutter and organize your mind, home, and office. Traveling Psychology Girl is built on biblical principles, and it's more than just having decluttered closets and organized cupboards. Decluttering and organizing should be a state of being in one's everyday life, and Traveling Psychology Girl is here to help you make it happen. The services we offer is decluttering, organizing, homestead startup, gardening, DIY projects, scheduling, tutoring, dance and theater arts consultant, as well as giving you godly wisdom and counsel. Visit www.travelingpsychologygirl.com for more details. Well, it is a lovely day here on the homestead and in my backyard. It's kind of cool, but as in, you know, like, mm, feels like it's around 65 degrees or so. But it's going to be warm. It's going to get down to the 70s or up to the 70s rather. And it's just an all around nice day so far. Hopefully, the pollen count won't be too high today. It has been absolutely insane, making it very hard to not have to make that annoying throat sound when you're scratching your throat. But all in all, it is a nice day. And it's the kind of day that it was a few weeks back when my kids were out in the backyard playing and they saw two eastern cottontail rabbits which is pretty cool because i have seen rabbits but i've never seen any in my backyard so it was pretty awesome to have the cottontail in the backyard i do happen to own two rabbits and they are indoor rabbits and their names is junior and peter and we love them dearly um, so, uh, I, I never owned a rabbit until we decided, you know, after we, um, purchased this property and we decided to get these rabbits, um, I never owned one growing up or anything like that, but they're pretty neat, pretty nice to have. I actually really, really like having them. It's like when we get an animal that we've never had before, we always kind of have this discussion as, would we ever get one of these again? And, um... Unfortunately, the guinea pigs was something that we just came down to understand that that's just not something we want. <laughs> but um, we happen to really like the bunnies. And they have interesting behaviors. And I'll talk about some things that I've found out about wild rabbits. As well as I'll talk a little bit about the rabbits that I own. But the main thing, they do have some main things in common. Um, a lot of main things in common, actually, is this one is domesticated, one is not. But um, I can give you a little bit more feedback on just watching the behaviors um, of the rabbits that I own. So coming from welcomewildlife.com, the eastern cottontail rabbit is a prey animal, like all rabbits, and just about anything that's large enough to catch and hold on to them can get them. They're lucky if they live two or three years 
if they're wild, even though their potential lifespan is eight to 10 years. So the rabbits that I own, that would be the difference because um, they are domesticated rat, uh, rats, Lord Jesus, domesticated bunnies, rabbits, they are more likely to live a longer lifespan than the ones out in the backyard. Um, let's see, at least 50% never leave the nest. That's amazing. They never even leave the nest. So, um, to give you a little bit of background, the oldest complete rabbit fossil was found in 2008 in India, dated back 53 million years ago. This rabbit hopped and was very similar to those of today, but the smaller ears and longer tail. It had a small, it had smaller ears and a longer tail. In 2011, a gigantic fossil was unearthed on the small island of Morocco. I might completely be tearing it up, but off the coast of Spain. Never been there, so I don't know. It was six times the size of the four-pound cottontails of today. Four pounds. Um, they had smaller eyes and ears. They dug for food. And they didn't hop, unlike the ones we see today. Um, unlike other rabbit fossils, the researchers believe that this one developed there due to its isolation, or developed that way due to its isolation. All right. So I think we all know what an eastern cottontail looks like, or at least we know what a bunny looks like. But... Um, if you don't know the difference between a rabbit and a hare, a rabbit has short, kind of stout, you know, legs and arms, whereas a hare, well, their arms, their legs are pretty much the same, but a hare has the longer arms. So if you see what you think is a rabbit and you see that it's longer, you see that it has long arms, um, then you know that it's a hare and not a rabbit. A bunny pretty much is just a baby rabbit, okay? Um, you know, um, juvenile. Cottontails are built for speed, jumping, and agility. They have powerful legs and large back feet, which enables them to run up to 18 miles per hour for up to half a mile. Not just that, but they can turn on a dime in a zigzag pattern as they uh, go to confuse predators is really all they can do and uh, if they must they are also strong swimmers I didn't know that actually that they could swim like that they have uh, really good senses so if you notice that their noses kind of twitch they do it between 20 and 120 times a minute and for a good reason, because their smelling sense in the air, twitching exposes some of the 100 million senses, sensing receptors they have in their nose, which makes an already exceptional, exceptional sense of smell even more delicate, okay? Cottontails can see and hear pretty much everything that's around them. Their hearing is especially keen. They can move their long ears back and forth and separately too, which helps them determine a sound 
uh, the sound of a direction, which, which direction a sound is coming from. And the ears are cooped, which helps to catch and amplify sound waves, or a cupped rather, uh, which helps to, to uh, catch and amplify sound waves. All right, eastern cottontails are mostly active at dawn and dusk and spend most of the day hidden within thick cover or harsh winter weather they, they like to burrow. Um, they occasionally pop out in midday to nibble on some food. They have very sweet uh, glands, so in the summer when they get hot, uh, I'm sorry, sweat. They have very few sweat glands, so in the summer when they get hot, I'm reading too fast, the blood vessels in their ears dilate to dissipate heat. Okay? And they might pant through their nose. Interesting. Another way they get rid of heat is by laying in the cool soil. They are always, this is very important to where we're going with this podcast today. Rabbits are always looking out for danger. Why? Because they are prey animals. They are vegetarians, so they're nibbling on grass. They don't eat meat, so they are prey animals. The rabbits typically move slowly and hop only short distances. Now, one of the things that's really important about them is that they dig tunnels and they know they know where every little tunnel is if they are out and exposed to danger and something comes for them they will find their way through the tunnels that they have built ah it's just so much about them so um if they have five or six different ways to escape they know those ways of escape and they will find their way out moving with agility zigzagging they're running pretty fast and they're trying to get away to a safe spot okay let's see what else about them that's very important to where we're going in this podcast reproduction is another very important aspect that we're going to talk about today in the podcast As you already know, rabbits are birthing machines. Males may be sexually mature at only one month of age. That is true. And females within the first year. The eastern cottontail breeding season is from about January through June, with most young born in May and June. Mating and births occur a little later in the north and earlier in southern climates. Cottontails have... Uh, an impressive courtship display. A male chases a female until she turns and faces him. This does not happen when you have domesticated rabbits. Okay, I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But the two rabbits then sit facing together. The male moves toward the female and then leaps up to about 15 feet into the air and flips around 180 degrees. Meanwhile, she runs under him and turns 180 degrees. When she, when he lands, they're both facing each other again. So romantic. Then the female does the jump and spin, which he does the run and spin. They alternate during this, doing this repeatedly until the mating happens. Oh, Lord Jesus. What a lot, right? But hey, 
gotta work for it right you got to work for it you gotta do what you gotta do to get her right <laughs> the female is capable of producing a litter of up to eight or more babies which are called kits or kittens every 30 days did you hear that the female can produce a litter of kits up, up to about eight every 30 days every 30 days and they tell you this when you get ready to buy a rabbit they will tell you they will tell you this this is very important take note of this they may have up to five pregnancies per season by yourself ministry but usually only three each time producing four or five kids so it's a litter y'all but my husband last night he called it a batch he thought they be producing batches of rabbits because he just said it's a litter not a batch but i understand completely why he would say a batch because they can get it on okay and then they have a different male father for each litter the male does not participate in parenting we're gonna leave it alone all right very important for the podcast today so let me kind of talk about my rabbits i i have two males we preferred it that way we did not want to have a whole bunch of batches of rabbits okay but i have two males and they also do the run and spin and the 180 degree thing um i can tell you one of them was hunching if you will on the other bunny i mean probably we got them they were babies and this started happening probably about two months after we had them so it's it's no kidding but what we were told is that if it's two males it's it's for dominance and so what's really interesting is uh our bunny peter was the dominant one and junior was the um sort of the submissive one but now it has flipped junior is the dominant one and peter is the submissive one and just here recently peter has lost a lot of weight i'm kind of thinking we're gonna lose him i hate to 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 say that but junior has really dominated over him and it's to the point now i've had to separate them um they will attack each other and they it's it's really interesting because they will they you have to have pairs okay so when you get ready to buy rabbits guinea pigs uh even some hamsters only some breeds of hamsters they will encourage you to always buy two and they're not doing this to try to get your money there really is a reason and a purpose for this they encourage you to get two because they do better together they have to have a partner however during mating season they can become aggressive toward each other but i have found that my bunnies can get aggressive with each other at any any time which i guess technically you know they can mate at any time but they would get aggressive and try to you know one would try to dominate the other um I've never had rabbits before, so this has just really been kind of interesting for me to watch. And I'm learning a lot. Some of it's disturbing uh, to see because I could tell you one of them, Peter has lost a lot of weight. 
and Junior is just just being so mean to him and so I've separated them and um, this typically happens at night I'm not up to see what's going on so I've separated them and um, I want to give Peter time to recover to give him enough strength so he can go back in the in the cage with Junior they do need sort of a large space so if you go to the local pet stores and they have rabbit cages you don't want to get those they don't work even for one rabbit they really need kind of a lot of space to to maneuver around and um our bunnies had like a mini chicken coop it's like a bunny hutch chicken coop um and they ate it because <laughs> it was made of wood and they literally ate themselves out of a house and a home and so we've had to make some adjustments to it and we have now like a wire cage attached to the actual coop part the part where they would sleep um it's it's still holding together pretty well but it's it's not as big as their other house but it's still a pretty good size for you know the two rabbits but i tell you um I still see aggression and people will say oh well you need to buy toys and you need to buy things for them to chew on let me tell you you can buy all of that and your rabbits still attack um because our rabbits had all of that stuff in there and they still had moments where they you know well they still ate themselves out of a house and home but they still will attack each other periodically and it's just like a seasonal thing one will be the dominant one and then the you know later on it's the opposite and they will pull they will pull off the fur on another rabbit um <clears throat> they will bite but then there are times where they are so loving toward one another like there's been a few times my daughter has walked in on them and she's like uh am I interrupting something because they're like licking each other and um junior uh one time Peter had uh had something going on with his um with his system he had some kind of infection or something and he um had stuff coming out of his eyes and I at that time I was actually giving him uh what is it penicillin shots of penicillin and it really cleared it up i mean penicillin is really good for rabbits and um if you own them and you need to give them a shot and you just talk to your local feed store they will walk you through the process they show you how to do it is actually really phenomenal because unfortunately there is not a lot of vets around that will see rabbits um but and then if they will it's sometimes it's it's more expensive than taking your dogs so it's kind of crazy but um they will show you how to do a lot of stuff at your local feed store and so um it cleared the infection right up but this was probably about a year ago so ago but um you know he was cleaning his his eyes and when they were leaking or whatnot and I mean, so they can be very loving and caring toward each other. So you know that they kind of need each other. But then they go through these seasons where they they have to show dominance. And I was told that females can be even worse. So which is why we got, well, one reason why we got males. Another reason is just because we had so many female animals. We was like, we need some more males in the house. But it's, um, when you have animals, it's just a lot to learn. 
and uh, it's trial and error, and um, you just you just you just care for them as you go. Um, yeah, there was a a video on YouTube I was watching. There's a young lady that I follow, and um, she has chickens, and um, her chickens attacked one of the you know I think I don't know how many chickens she has, but let's just say she has six and. I don't know, maybe a few of them attacked one particular chicken and it looked like it had like literally took the eye out of this chicken. But unfortunately, the eye was still there, you know, it was still intact. But she was so devastated and distraught and I felt so bad for her. But also, this is just what happens when you have animals, when you have farm animals you know, because chickens, they also need to be in a flock. That's why it's a flock of chickens, a flock of birds. They have to have a flock. You cannot get, if you get one chicken, that chicken won't survive. It will literally die of loneliness. It has to have a flock. But then they also have a dominant chicken. You have a dominant chicken and it changes. Um, and my chickens, from time to time, they fight. And I have to go out and I'm like yelling at them to stop fighting. And so it's just really interesting in the the animal kingdom, these things happen and you cannot prevent everything from happening. So, um, you know, just giving you a little bit of uh, history on this, if you ever decide to, you know, get any animals other than dogs and cats and dogs and cats will fight as well my dogs they get along great and then you know periodically through the day they have a little scuffle so it's just it's just it just is what it is it's just like as humans you know like if you have children and you know they're spending the weekends with their cousins and they start bickering (laughs) or their best friends and they start bickering after a while it's because they seeing too much of each other you need to space out a little bit so just like humans these things happen so when i come back i'm going to tie this into scripture because the fact that bunnies know that they are prey animals they know trust me they know They know that they are prey animals and they are constantly aware of their surroundings. They have to learn to adjust to their environment. They don't, they can't complain. They just have to know that there's going to be predators out there. And just to kind of list some of the predators that they're vulnerable to, owls, even crows, crows will go after rabbits, hawks, foxes, skunks, coyotes raccoons possums possums can be vicious little creatures snakes weasels weasels can be vicious cats dogs hunters and of course vehicles right so they have a lot of predators so bunnies rabbits whatever hares they know this so they are constantly out look they're constantly on the lookout constantly and they have to have a whole group of them together because they are communicating with each other if something is coming and they have all of these tunnels and these you know different directions that they're going to run for safety because they know that I need five ways out okay if the hawk comes this way I got two ways to run this way if it comes a coyote comes from this direction 
I can backtrack and go here and then I can scurry over here and go this direction to get to safety. They are content with knowing what position they are in the food chain and they just deal with it. So there's a particular principle that I'm going to tie in to this when we come back. All right, I am back. And I'm going to have two, I'm going to read one text. And we're going to focus in on one particular scripture. But I'm going to actually read from two different versions today. Because if I read from one, you're really not going to catch the main scripture that, that's going to stick out here. So I'm going to start from the New King James Version. And I'm going to read Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 through 13 is that right yep verse 4 through 13 and so here we go rejoice in the lord always again i say rejoice let your gentleness be known to all men the lord is at hand Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, this is Paul talking, by the way, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report of good report. If there is any virtue and if there is any praise, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learn and receive and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Verse 10, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at least your care for me has flourished again through the, through, though you surely did care. But you lacked opportunity. So let me read that again. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Now that I speak in regard to need. Now that I speak in regard to need. For I have learned in whatever state I am. Be content. Hence the rabbit. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Joyce Meyer made a very significant and important point with this scripture. She said, and I totally agree, that a lot of times as Christians, we misuse this last scripture, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
we say that so carelessly. You know, we're like, oh, girl, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, it might not be a good idea for you to decide at 54 you're going to be an astronaut. It just might not be a good idea. Not saying that you can't do it, but is, is that really what you think the Lord wants you to do? You ain't never been to college, but now you want to be an astronaut, okay? And that may not be what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> you you in the sports, and all of a sudden, you know, you done got up in age, and you haven't done sports in a while, and you think, you know what, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you're going to take up a new sport, and then you realize later on that mm, this may not have been a good idea because you got to be careful with how you use the scripture. This scripture is talking about knowing your position in life. See, the rabbit knows that it is a prey animal. So it has made adjustments in its life to survive because though its lifespan is 10 years it only lives one to two years and the reason they have to keep producing so many other bunnies or kits and kittens is because they get eaten they die so they have to keep producing and if you own a rabbit you if you don't have the same sex if you have a male and a female you're probably going to want to get them fixed unless you are using them for other homestead purposes such as you know meals or whatnot because people do that they buy rabbits and they keep them outside like chickens and they keep reproducing them you know so that they can eat them that's what they do so um, we don't do that on this homestead, but a lot of people do that. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what they choose to do. So they may have, they have a purpose for the reproduction. But the reason the rabbits are built this way is because they are prey animals. And most prey animals do reproduce a lot because they're prey animals. They're, they have to survive. The species has is something innate in them that has to survive. It knows it needs to survive. So it has to reproduce. And it has to reproduce. And it has to reproduce. And rabbits know this. In, you know, inwardly. They know this. So they do what they have to do to try to survive. So they know how to be a base. And they know how to abound. And we have to know how to be a base. And we have to know how to abound. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And in case you don't really know what a base and a bound means, I'm going to read now from the easy read version. I'm going to read the entire text. We're going to talk about it again in this version so you can see better of what he's saying. So verse four, always be filled with joy in the Lord. I will say it again, be filled with joy. Let everyone see that you are gentle and kind. The Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need. Always giving thanks for what you have. So pray for what you need, but be thankful for what you have. And because you belong to Christ Jesus, God's peace 
will stand guard over all your thoughts and feelings. This is real ministry here. His peace can do this for better than our human minds. Brothers and sisters, continue to think about what is good and worthy of praise. Think about what is true and honorable and right and pure and beautiful and respected. And do what you've what you learn and receive from me, what I told you and what you saw me do. And the God who gives peace will be with you verse 10 i am so happy and i thank the lord that you have again shown your care for me you continue to care about me but there was no way for you to show it so in 11 i am telling you this but not because i need something i have learned to be satisfied with what i have And with whatever happens, think about the serenity prayer. I know how to live when I am poor. Hmm. And when I have plenty, I have learned the secret of how to live though in through any kind of situation. So I have learned the secret of how to live through any kind of situation. How many of us have learned the secret of how to live through any situation? When I have enough to eat or when I am hungry. When I have everything I need or when I have nothing. Christ is the one who gives me strength I need to do whatever I must do. Verse 13 again, Christ, this is the all things, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ is the one who gives me the strength I need to do whatever I must do. And yes, he gave the rabbits the strength to do whatever they needed to do and need to do when they need to do it they need to run they need to have babies they need to be dominant they need to burrow they need to eat they need to hold back for safety reasons christ is the one who gives them the strength that they need to do whatever they must do and so he does for his people everything in nature You can look at and see the way the Lord handles it and apply it to your daily life. That's why I love doing this podcast because I can always find something in the elements around me. And I can say, yes, Lord, I hear you ministering and teaching to me. I know how to be a base. I know how to be a bound. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ is the one who gives me strength, the strength I need to do whatever I must. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
I know how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me doesn't it make you rethink that scripture now because we've misused it for so many years like we've we've never really paid attention to anything before we just saw it and we just used it and yes God can help you you know you can do things but that's not what he meant here that's not what he meant here And so now it really makes you rethink the whole scripture because we've been using it incorrectly. You know, honey, look, I live on a homestead, but I'm not going to climb up one of these trees and cut one of these branches off because it's dead. I'm just not going to do that. Look. I'm not going to do that because I don't believe that the Lord has given me the strength to do that. Okay. I beat and got up there and fell and broke my neck. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. I'm on my homestead. I'm in my backyard. I have a, I have a whole lot to do out here. And there's just some things that, you know, I say, I got to pull back. I can't do this. I can't afford to hurt my back. I can't I hurt my leg a few weeks back really bad I wasn't doing anything on on the homestead I was at the gym but I there's things I can't do and you know and I do a lot but there's things I can't do you know I can work a saw I will go out and cut you know if the limb or something if something is on the ground and I need to chop it up I can cut it up but then there are certain things I can't do, and I know we we have a um, we have a friend that's been cutting a big tree in our yard, and I know even at he knows I I can do a lot of these things, and at one point he'd even he said you want to you know chop up some of this tree, uh, the end of this tree. I said no, no, I don't want to do that, because I know how <laughs> to be a base and I know how to abound. Okay. I know when to step back and say, Kristen can't do it this time, boo. No, 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 no. It's not worth me taking the risk of hurting myself. I need to be in my right mind and I need to be having a body that is fit for the kingdom. Okay, so I just can't do that. You have to know what you can do. So you can't just do all things through Christ. He didn't tell you to climb up that tree and, and you know, you know, you can't climb. He didn't tell you to do it. He, why would he tell me to do that? I'm not going to climb a tree. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call somebody. I got a guy. Like I just said, I got a guy. Come up here and cut the tree. I got a guy who will do it. I'm not going to do it. That's not for me to do. You know, if we got a roof leak, I might need to call the roof person. Why am I going to get up there and try to patch up the the leak? Can I do, have I ever done that? Have I ever been able to do that? No, that's not something that I'm going to say. I can do all things through Christ strengthens me. I'm going to hop up here and patch up this leak. Now, if you feel led to do that, you do that. You do that. But I'm making the point here that some things in life, you cannot misuse that scripture. That's not why. Paul used that scripture like that. That's not why he said that. So take the point here. We have misused this scripture for years. I am not a mechanic. There are some things I can do. I can check oil. I can check the tire pressure. I can uh, check the, uh, the whatever fluid that is. I can't even think of the name of the fluid. Transmission fluid. I can do that. I can check the water reservoir. I can do that. 
But now you want me to change the oil? No, boo. I got a guy. <laughs> I got a guy. Okay? I got a guy. I got a tree guy. I got a car guy. Okay? Oh, you want me to get up on top of the gutters and sweep the gutters out? Mm, nope. I got a guy. Okay? So, you want me to help you with your garden? I can do that. You want me to help you with a minor or small DIY project? Hmm, I can do that. You want me to build a fence? Mm, depends on what kind of fence it is. I can do that. Know what you can do, but do what you can do. What you can't do, don't be blaming it on the Lord. Don't be blaming it on yourself thinking that you're punishing yourself or you're doing something wrong because you're not taking the scripture right. No, you took it out of context. It's not what God meant. It's not what Paul meant when he said it. So know and understand the scripture. So for the last time in the New King James Version, now that I speak in regard to the need, to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be, con- to be content, to be content, be content with where you are. I know how to abase and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Easy read version. I am telling you this, but not because I need something. I have learned to be satisfied with what I have and with whatever happens. I know how to live when I am poor and I know how to live when I have plenty. I have learned the secret of how to live through any kind of situation. When I have enough to eat or when I don't have enough to eat, right? When I'm hungry. When I have everything I need, or when I have nothing, Christ is the one who gives me the strength I need to do whatever I must do. Thank you so much for joining in on the podcast today. I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. I hope that you are spreading the word, and I hope that you subscribe so you can get each podcast that releases every Monday at 7 a.m. I think one Monday I made a mistake and I didn't release it at 7. (laughs) So forgive me for that. But it releases every Monday at 7 a.m. God bless you. Until next time, have a great week. Hi, this is Kristen. And thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. You know, the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know, maybe after listening to the podcast, if you are not saved, you're thinking, I would love to give my life to Christ. If so, all you have to do is confess your sins to him, ask him to forgive you, and he will, and then say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And you know what? It is done. You are saved. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and want to follow me on social media, 
I am at three different places on Instagram. You can follow me at KB Simple Life, Encouragement from Kristen, or my business page, Traveling Psychology Girl. Thank you so much for listening and supporting what I'm doing here. God bless you. God bless you. And I will be with you next time.